400 meters. Van der Poel behind. Clark with him. Schackman, Balde, Madwa. There's Lombrecht, Trentin, De Marquis and Mollema. But it's the front three we're occupying ourselves with at the moment. This still could be anybody's. We've had one breathless finish already today. We're going to have another now inside the final couple of hundred meters. It's Alaphilippe who takes up on the right hand side. Look at Van der Poel going from behind though. Look at Van der Poel on the left hand side. Mathieu Van der Poel's going to do it. Mathieu Van der Poel. This is incredible. erupts and Netherlands has a home winner it's Roy of the Rover stuff for Mathieu Van der Poel he was out of it it was finished it was done it was never ever supposed to happen but Mathieu Van der Poel makes it back drives it on from a long way and has pulled off one of the most incredible wins you are ever likely to see in the history of professional cycling Well, good evening, and guess who's on the Matthew Vanderpool train finally? The Bodie Bodie. Oh, hey there, Bodie. This is the T-Bone, and I've been on the Matthew Vanderpool train for a little while. And uh, I was basically born on it. You were the conductor. Yes, I'm. Yeah, I've been. I've been. I've uh, been punching tickets. And you, sir, are. And uh, oh, yes, I am, Sir Cheerio, back and, from uh, vacation. And welcome to episode eighty-two of the Yeah You Ride podcast. Um, we were just let in by Matt Stevens and Rob Hatch's commentary of the Amstel Gold Race. And holy shit, uh, the hair in the back of my neck is standing on end. That was such an amazing finish. We just had to play that in for you guys to get hyped for this awesome episode where we discuss our new Dutch overlord. Yeah, two great races, two great victories for Vanderpool this week. Um, and I guess we should sort of just get right into it. The first, chronologically speaking, was the De Brabant Pige which is in the uh, also in the same region, right? Is that in the, the Limburg? No, it's not in, it's not in Holland. It's in Belgium. Yeah. But it's uh, very close to the Limburg region of, of uh, the Netherlands where uh, Amstel Gold was. But, uh, Bodie, why don't you give us a quick race summary on de Brabant's Pige? Well, de Brabant's, Brabant's, Brabant's de Pige. There's no day, is it? I don't know. Is it Peel? I don't, probably I, don't, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Yeah, so this is like a kind of a transition race mm-hmm. out of the, the cobbles into the bergs um, before we get to the Ardennes. Yep. Wednesday race. Um, Transitional race of sorts. Yeah. 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 Um, has a few cobbles in it. A few... Um, Does it have cobbles? Yeah. There's I a few few little um, cobbled streets and uh, but not like, you know, it's not like the Koppenberg or stuff like that, yeah. but it... But it does have some of that. But windy, it's a fun twisty. course. Yeah, windy, twisty, small roads, a lot of up and downs. Mm-hmm. Okay, that actually sounds like a lot of classics races. But I don't know. I watched it. I really enjoyed it. Yep. Um, we had, you know, Impy kind of came. The, the group was all, there was a break, and then the group was together. Impy put out a long-range attack. Really long-range attack, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I was thought... feeling pretty good because he was on my fantasy squad. Mm. So I was liking that. Alaphilippe eventually makes a move, drags Wellens. Uh, Matthews 
And Vanderpool bridges across that move, and he was really far back. Yeah. But when you saw how far he had to come, you're like, okay, dude is hot. Yeah. Feeling good. And they kind of, you know, they rode together as a group, had a nice break. Um, I think Wellens put in a few attacks and pretty much got to the last K, and it was sort of an uphill drag, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. Vanderpool was in the worst position you would imagine he'd want to be in or any racer would want to be in. They just He got stuck on the front sort of as we got ready to lead out the sprint. Um, yeah, and uh, just looking back all the time, looking back at everybody, sitting on the front. And you're thinking, well, this is set up perfectly for Alaphilippe. He's going to come around him and out-sprint this, him, right? This is what he does, hot little sprinter. Also, you're thinking Matthews is in there, probably the fastest guy in the room. He, yeah, yeah. Had it been indoors, he would have been the fastest guy in the room, but uh, this race was held outside, so oh, okay. fastest guy on the road, yep. perhaps. Um, side note on Matthews, I don't know if you guys had seen a photo posted of him, I think it might be on his Instagram, where he's essentially topless in the gym uh, mm. doing some Bowflex, and holy crap does he have the worst uh, back tattoo that I've ever seen. Back tat. Yeah, it's a okay. giant like piece across his shoulder blades. It's like an angel, mm. and it has his date of birth. But it's not like, oh, bad, I don't like your style, I don't like your idea. It's like literally it was drawn by someone who was probably blind and was sitting on a bus uh, in New Orleans while doing this tattoo. Is it kind of like the one that Steve-O got in the back of a Humvee off-road? It looks worse than that. Wow. So anyway, so that's my side note about Matthews. Bling, I don't I don't know what you're doing, but ugh. anyway, so Well yeah, so I mean I I would say as I'm watching it, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, Matthews probably of those four has the best shot. He's clearly I mean you'd have to say he's far and away the best sprinter of that bunch. Yeah. I uh, mean but, well we know that Alaphilippe has has beaten big name sprinters in sprints, so we know he's got a, a hell of a kick. Yeah, but I mean Matthews is a former green jersey winner yep. in uh one, at least one of the Grand Tours. I don't remember which. Well, do you know why those he won a green tour? He won a green jersey, uh -huh. and Alaphilippe is winning sprints. Um, do you know why that happened? Well, I know why Matthews won a green jersey because Vanderpool wasn't there. Mm. Well, no. The the technical answer to that question is because that was the tour Sagan that Sagan got there. ejected from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, and then, that's not and as then, funny no, no, no. as what I just said. <laughs> but also, right, right, true, true, true yeah. that Vanderpool wasn't there. Yeah, that's the theme of this yeah. episode. Anyway. He leads it out. No one can come around. I'm not even close. No. Um, no. He was. He had. Dis he was getting air between himself and Alaphilippe. Yes, one from the front. Who uh, Matthews was not very happy. Alaphilippe. It looked like Alaphilippe boxed him in a little kind bit. Kind of boxed there. him. Yeah, yeah. Matthews put himself in a bad position. Um, but yeah, they had. He had a little words uh, after the sprint. Kind of mm. like tapped him on the shoulder, and it was funny because like there was like. There's Vanderpool going across the line, and then behind you're seeing Wellens kind of commiserating Alaphilippe while <laughs> Matthews while comes. Matthews is is gesticulating yeah. at yeah. him, shaking his fist. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, and and look, I mean, as we sort of we can leave that one for a moment. Uh, we come back to it if you want. If you have any any more uh, hot takes that you that you want to make about it. And by the way, guys, I think the technical name of that race is De Brabant's Piege. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, one one thing I would say is that it was definitely foreshadowing of and and because of it, guess who became the favorite that's for right. Amstel Gold? Well, yeah, that's how I was going to segue and and say that uh, very much like his winning from the front in uh, the Brabant's Pige, uh, 
you had Matthew Vanderpoel. Uh, it wasn't exactly a, a sprint from the front uh, to win Amstel Gold, but uh, who wants to break that race down? It's a little more, little more of a difficult race breakdown. But I think Bode, that's a hard you... race to break down yeah. for even the announcers, right? Yeah. I mean, this was a situation where, as you heard in the lead-in, I mean, people weren't. We were. We thought it was wrapped up. I mean, the announcers thought it was wrapped up. It looked like it was going to be a two-up sprint between uh, Fuglesang and and Alaphilippe, and holy moly, that did not happen. Yeah. So uh, so Fuglesang and Alaphilippe had about uh, twenty-five seconds on a small chase group that was uh, Michal Kwiatkowski mm-hmm. and Matteo Trenton. Uh, Matteo Trenton with Shackman not far too far behind them. And uh, and then we also had uh, Simon Clark, who eventually finished second, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Balcom Molima from Trek just behind them. And then the peloton, what was remaining of the peloton, yeah, very which was small about peloton four to point. six guys, including Matthew Vanderpoel, who for all intents and purposes, with 3K to go, looked to have missed both the win- what appeared to be the winning move as well as the podium sort of bridges behind that winning move. He yeah. seemed to be battling it out for the lower positions. 50 or so seconds back, I think, with 3K to go. Yeah, over 50 seconds back with 3K to go. I mean, he'd put in an attack about 43K out or something. Yeah. Vanderpool, attack. Vanderpool we're talking Vanderpool about. Vanderpool did, yeah. yeah. And uh, and Gorka Izagiri went with him and wouldn't work with him. Because he, I guess, his... He, well, apparently they were working for Lusenko. Yeah. And also maybe Fuglesang, but Lusenko had a mechanical... Uh, yeah, so Vanderpool attacks 43.8k to go, to go, and and you know, I'm thinking, all right, looks good. It's Vanderpool, he's strong, but he's he gets brought back, and you mm-hmm. know, and then what? Who attacks on the next climb? Alaphilippe. Yep. And you're thinking, oh, okay, he just sort of outsmarted him. Vanderpool, inexperienced, doesn't and, quite know what he's doing. And maybe it was like when maybe Vanderpool's tapped out from that previous yeah. effort, and he because he missed the move completely. Yeah, he missed it. He wasn't there. He yeah, he he was he was like not even in the mix. And you're like, okay, well, damn. And I'm thinking, Al Philippe's like, yep, getting you back for Wednesday. Mm-hmm. You can win the midweek race. I'll win the Sunday race. What up, Rook? Um, so Al Philippe's got Jakob Fuglesang with him, who's uh, much less of a sprinter than Al Philippe is. Mm-hmm. Fuglesang knows it. Everybody knows it. Well, they went toe to toe in Charlotte Bianca this year. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and and Al Philippe came out on top. Uh, Fuglesang wasn't going for a repeat of that. Uh, he wasn't going to work at all. He sat on. He they did started put in a of, couple of digs, didn't he? Put yeah, in I mean, a couple he, of digs, but he couldn't. Look, he, break, tried, he, yeah, he tried to get. He was going to try to get clear of him if he could. Yeah. If he could lose him before the sprint, obviously that was probably the only way he was going to win. So, I, I, but when it became clear that they were going to be going to the line together, I think Fuglesang just you know sat on and figured, you know, I, I, I'm not going to, I'm well, not going to work at all. I'm sounds say, like he got. According to the Twitter after the race, he actually got the instructions not to work mm-hmm. with Alaphilippe. From his team. From his team. Right. Um, but so he they, did say, I need updates yeah. on who's chasing and, and how close they are. Well, and there was some 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 controversy, uh, saying sort of complaining about not getting accurate time checks from his car. But guys, I mean... If the peloton is being driven the way it was being driven and chasing 
by Matthew Vanderpoel, yeah. it's no wonder that they were getting inaccurate time checks because that time was coming down probably faster than it could be reported to the riders ahead. So I mean, by the time that the, by the time the director sportifs looking at a time gap of yeah. oh, it says now it's thirty seconds. In actuality, it was probably fifteen seconds at that point, just because of the the delay in reporting and how quickly Vanderpoel was pulling that group back up. Yeah, and we're looking at the clock. You know, we just looked at it again before the show tonight, and you see the clock of that peloton just tumbling down in that last 2K. It's absolutely unreal. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. So we're we're watching, and then and then and then Kawasaki is coming across, and we're mm-hmm. and, you know we're getting to the final stretch, and we're thinking, well, crap, Kawasaki's going to spoil this for Alaphilippe and Fuglesang, and then uh oh. Chugga chugga choo choo! Here comes the <laughs> Vanderpool train um, with Sir Cheerio in the back, you know, yeah. stoking that fire, and he just he crashes the party so hard. I mean, the announcers are, as you heard, are freaking out. You can hear the crowds going crazy. He sprints from I don't know what three hundred, about three hundred to go. He and, launches, yeah, and just shoots right past um, Alaphilippe, uh, Simon Clark, EF. Yeah, Simon Makes- Clark was the only guy that managed to grab Vanderpool's wheel when he really opened it up. Yeah, and, and he even said, he said, I knew that Vanderpool was the fastest guy there, so I was just going to... He basically just held on for dear life, didn't he? He got and- his head as low as possible. <laughs> he got as arrow as possible. He was just basically in the vortex behind Vanderpool. Yeah, yeah, he was sucked along <laughs> um, and, and gets second with Fuglesang hanging on to a podium spot. Um so he maybe would have got second if it would have been him and Alaphilippe, and he dropped only one. Alaphilippe got fourth, right? Right yeah. off the podium. Uh, Vanderpool goes across the line. Literally, before he hits the line, he's... He's got his head in his hand. Yeah, like, he's blown away it. that he's done that. I he mean, can't believe it either. I mean, he believes in himself, believe me. If there's anybody yeah. who's racing bikes right now that believes in their ability to win bike races, it's Vanderpool. But I think even he couldn't believe that he had managed to pull off that victory yeah and 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 that it was i mean we've talked about amazing bike races whether it be cross races or road races i don't think i've ever i've ever seen a finish like that i'm sure there's there's been you know other close finishes but for my lifetime right now like that was probably the most amazing last 3k of a bike race. Yeah, I mean, look, there's there's great race finishes where, you know, you've got a you've got a, a solo break or a mm-hmm. break of two or three that are out and maybe the break's going to stay away and then you have this massive chasing heated peloton behind them right. that just catches them at the line and it's exciting edge of your seat racing, but this was not that race. This no. was this was not this was not a huge sprinter's peloton chasing the break just before uh, catching the break just before the line. This yep. was a this was a one man uh, a one man train <laughs> dedicated to you know pulling this group back to victory. And you know the amazing thing to me about this race was for the last forty k after Alaphilippe got away, you never saw the you never saw uh, the the break, mm-hmm. the chase, and the peloton 
in in one shot together at all. They was no. there was enough distance I mean, twi- that they were always out of sight. Yeah, I mean uh, it's twisty roads, um, twisty roads and hilly and 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 the time gaps were big enough that they just weren't in any shot. But when you had that fin- you finally the one time you finally see them all together and you realize what's getting ready to happen <laughs> is when you have that foreshortened shot from the finish line camera. Yeah. You've got you you've got Fuglesang and Alaphilippe. You've got the couple guys behind them, and you can see in that shot yeah. Vanderpoel driving that peloton back to you know together. Well, and the funny thing is, is because we're not even thinking about that. The first thing we're thinking is, oh, oh, Kwiatkowski's getting yeah. close, and you first see that shot, and you go, oh my god, Kwiatkowski's right on the. Holy and then shit, what's Vanderpoel's right behind right him? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So he he collapses on the ground. I mean, that's a media scrum if I ever seen one. Yeah. Um. Like I said, you can hear the crowd like going crazy. I don't think I've ever heard that before. He is the first person, the first Dutch mm. national road champ to win Amstel Gold since I believe. I think it's. I think he's the first Dutch racer to win Amstel Gold. No, and, no. Well, in in quite a while. In like yeah. twenty years. In quite a long time. Yeah. Certainly the Dutch first Dutch winner, and maybe the first one to win in the national champs jersey. And remember, and and he specifically. Uh, skipped Paris Roubaix. His team got an invite to Paris Roubaix, but he decided, I may never get to wear this jersey again. I want to win my home classic in my in my in my in my national champs jersey. And to pull that off, the audacity and and well, and also the craziness of the finish and everything. It was just it's just unreal. It's a fairy tale story, isn't it? Eric Decker in two thousand and one was yeah. the last Dutchman so that's to win. Eighteen that. years ago now. So he, I didn't realize they actually got an invite to Perry Roubaix. I just thought they mm-hmm. weren't no because they, they weren't a wild card team. They weren't in. They got their team got an invite and they turned it down because Vanderpol wanted to focus on huh. Amstel. Well, I mean that that was a smart move. Um, so uh, Matthew Vanderpool wins uh, De Brabant's Pige and Amstel Gold. Mm-hmm. Um, last person to do that? Ooh, good question. Uh, uh, Bodie Bodie. Bodie Bodie. Valverde. Not Valverde. No, no. Val- Valverde's Val- never won Amstel Gold. No, oh, he hasn't. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'll give you a hint. Uh, he's a recent winner of a cl- uh, spring classic this year. Oh. Oh, uh, Bodie Bodie. Go ahead, uh, Matt. Matt. Philippe Gilbert. Philippe Gilbert. Yeah, he won it. Uh, won both races in both 2014 and 2011. The only person to do that to win both of those. 2011 uh, was the year that he won Amstel. That's what, that was his year. He won everything. Liège Bastille Liège and World Championship. Possibly, yeah. He won. He won. He had like an amazing year, 2011. That was his. when he was racing for Omega Pharma Quickstep. Yeah. Before he went to BMC, and now he's back at yeah. the old Omega Pharma. Ah, I did not know that he was with Quickstep before. No, but that's Omega Pharma Quickstep was actually what is Lotto Sudal now. Confusing. Mm, okay, mm-hmm. I don't know about that. I don't. I don't. I think you're kind of mixing some stuff up there. <laughs> well, it was no. It was Omega Pharma Lotto. Yes, that was it. Omega Pharma Lotto. They were sponsored then, by the lottery, which then became Lotto Sudal. Yes, and then. Uh, Omega, it was a Mega Pharma Quickstep. Quickstep, Mega Pharma Quickstep. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yes. That's when Mega I came Pharma Lotto. Yeah. Okay. Um. So okay. Let's. So Vanderpool Dutch champion uh, wins Amstel Gold. His road season is pretty much done. I think that's it. But that mountain biking we, now. We. I mean, I want him to race more road. Um. Sounds like he's gonna. I mean, 
what I hear on the Twitters is that the Dutch national team yes. wants him to race the World Road Championships. Yeah. Uh, Belgian national team also wants Wout to race that. Um, some folks on Twitter also pointed out that that time of year has a bunch of mountain bike world cups, the U S cyclocross world cups, mm -hmm. uh, a, a mountain bike test event. And then in Tokyo for the Olympics and then the world championships are road. They're all kind of within mm. like two weeks of each other. So it's like, what is, what is he going to do? I know that, uh, mountain biking is his sort of his goal for the Olympics. Um, yeah. I th what I hear, he's probably going to make the Olympic team. For, for the Dutch? For the Dutch, yeah. I, it seems likely. Right? So it's like... He's already their best mountain does biker. Does he need to do... I mean, like, he could afford to maybe skip some UCI mountain bike races that would give him points because he's probably going to go no matter what. Yeah. Um, do we see him? Does he mean... Does he going to skip the stateside uh, World Cups like he did last year? Probably. Probably. I really... I would want to see him at the world championships me too road but world championships road yeah. world championships in Yorkshire. I, I agree and i think that course is going to suit him really well yeah because, I, I, because I would it's, think, it's very much like the stuff we saw this this last week yeah i mean i would think that if he's even remotely fit does a few races to prepare for it and demonstrates you know that he's that he's fit that he'd have to be at least one of the odds on favorites for the world championship this year well you, I mean, is it too? Is it? Am I jumping too hard on a bandwagon to say that? <laughs> it doesn't seem like it. Does no, it, it doesn't. It seems that, completely realistic to say that he would be a favorite to win the Road World Championship. Nothing. Nothing seems unrealistic at this yeah. point, does it? With him, I, it well, just you know, nothing. It's just astonishing. Well, you know, I posted a meme. Um, you know, we've spent all two two years where Matt tells us how great Vanderpool is at cross, and uh, I, you know, wow, like love wow, want to always, you know, big up wow. But now, you know, something about Vanderpool dominating road was super interesting to me because it's almost like, holy crap, like how high can this guy go? Mm. Like, can he just win everything? Because um, that would be really cool and phenomenal to watch. Like, it's great. It, it, you know, it does become boring when he does it all the time and cross, but the road is still new. And, there, you, you know, you've seen that there's a larger cast of characters mm -hmm. that he is going against where in cyclocross it's you know it's like it's tune and wow well and, and he's been this last year you know let's not forget he won was it 32 out of 34 <laughs> races he entered in cyclocross which is just i don't think anybody has ever done that before i can't imagine they have yeah and let's just let's just guys as much <laughs> as we all love cyclocross let's just say there wasn't a single cyclocross race that was nearly as exciting of a victory for Matthew Vanderpool as Amstel Gold was. No, not no. at all. No, definitely I mean, not. You know, and, and, and look, true cyclocross homer here. I don't think I need to convince any of you guys, you know, of, of, of how much fun it is to get up at six o'clock in the morning and watch, you know, three hours of cyclocross World Cups and, yeah. and, and chat with you guys on Facebook Messenger about it. Love it. It's a huge part of my life. But, you know, um, but that's the, I don't think he should stop racing cross. I think he should do it all. No. Interesting. That's, that's what uh, Lars Bohm had said. And uh, he came out in an interview. He said that he wished that he would have kept doing more cross. Hmm. Um, he thinks that it's good cross training. Well, you're right. So let's <laughs> say that, that, that uh, so Matthew Vanderpoel's path to success in the spring classics mm -hmm. uh, was the aforementioned uh, 34 race wins in cyclocross <laughs> yeah. uh, topped off with 32. a cyclocross on, world not, championship. Let's not exaggerate. A 32 only, of only 34. 32, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, so, what, guys, what do you think about – is he competitive enough in mountain biking to, to be competitive for a mountain biking world championship? Yeah. He's finished second to Nino Schurter, who's yeah. the best in the world, who's the favorite. So there's no reason he can't step up and beat Nino. So he's the reigning cyclocross world champion. Yeah. Uh, if he wins the mountain bike world championship. Remember, he's also the Dutch mountain bike champion and Dutch road champion yeah. at the moment. Um, has, he's has, also the European champion yeah. in cross. Yeah. And he only finished second at the road European championships. So. Uh, has there ever <laughs> been a a, a a triple champ, a cyclocross? Well, yes. yes. Mountain bike and Ferran Road. PFP. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But 2014, 2015? Mm. More recently So Voss never did that then. I think Voss has been triple world champion, but maybe on the track in a track event and road and cross possibly she's definitely won them all just maybe not held the but she might have won three world championships but i don't think she's had road cross and mountain bike all at the same time wait has Voss ever done mountain bike i think she might have hmm. anyway i don't know so okay well then i think the next logical question and friend of the podcast uh john crane hit me up uh does matthew vanderpool make road racing boring <laughs> no uh, well, judging by Sunday, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that was a pretty tongue-in-cheek comment, yeah. but uh, well-deserved after people say that about uh, Vanderpool, including myself. So and Cross. You, um, you guys mentioned <laughs> mentioned Wout Van Aert a little bit earlier. Did you see where Wout finished on Sunday? Like 50th or something? 57th. Behind Gianni Vermeersch. Yeah. I mean, I'm And so- in the same group as Alejandro Valverde. What's up with Valverde? I, you know, I have to say, I don't have any idea what happened to him in Amstel Gold because he we was, didn't see. He did was we? never, yeah, he was never in the picture. Yeah. Literally, curse of the rainbow stripes for Valverde. Maybe, um, mm. and maybe a curse of the non-rainbow stripes for Mister Peter Sagan. Yeah, that's uh, this is not, not a pretty unremarkable, no, completely unremarkable spring for Peter Sagan. Um, I saw on Twitter that Peter Flax said he his hot take was that Sagan was racing with a broken heart. Ooh, wow! You know he did uh, separate with his wife last year at the tour, and he an- he announced that like in the middle of the tour, if I remember correctly, something like that. Yeah. Um, and they hadn't been together a particularly long time, had they? I don't. I mean, I just um, thought that was an interesting mm. and take on what's going on. Obviously, I don't think I would have any other ideas but he is not looking good um i mean he's been in the mix in races but just not been not had he's not been the sagan of yeah of sagan greatness that we've seen right yeah i mean he's he he's had the ability in he had the ability in both flanders and in and perry roubaix to to he was at the sharp end of the race until it got extra pointy until it got extra pointy right Um, he just hasn't had that extra gear that he's (laughs) that he's always had people talk about how he's doesn't you know he doesn't have the the love for it anymore i mean maybe he'll go race mountain bike maybe 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 vanderpool is a really good thing for zagan maybe zagan can go back to cross (laughs) how awesome would that be junior former junior cyclocross world champion uh, I think he's been national champion. Oh, well, that's Alain Philippe is a former cross racer, I was going to say, Alain Philippe, yeah, also a cross racer. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's, yeah, we'll, we'll stop speculating on Sagan, Sagan but uh, Vanderpool is like Sagan 2.0. Uh, okay. I, I, uh, yeah, I mean, 
I think his, you know, we've been we've known how good we've known how good he was yeah. for for a long time. Um, it seems that you know now every road journalist is on the bandwagon. Like you know, they finally have accepted that you know Vanderpool is something really special because of what they've just seen in the last couple of weeks from from him. I honestly think he's he's more than a Sagan 2.0 because I think he's more versatile than Sagan. I agree. I think so too. Well, that's what 2.0 is, right? It's like a full update. I think he's it's a, like a I, Sagan 1.2. He's like he's a 2.0. New, I'd like to throw this firmware. at you guys. Yeah. I think he's a I think he's a mashup of Philippe Gilbert and Peter Sagan. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I think he can because he could do he could do the cobbles and the Ardennes, you think? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Do you think he's Although he could? Although Gilbert has proved that he could do the cobbles and the Ardennes, just not necessarily in the same year. Do you, I, I think he's a literal mashup of Puador and Adrian. <laughs> Adrian Vanderpool. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, there's a few other things I want to talk about. Um, GVA. Mm. Also disappointing spring. Greg Van Avermaet, for those yeah, that but yeah. follow the I read that he thought he had a good Amcel Gold, and he's going to do Liege now. He is going to do Liege. He's, I guess he said he, he's feeling pretty good, <laughs> and now he's going to do Liege. But um, the, he said the finish suits him for Liege because it's not as. It's not that big. Doesn't finish on the hill. It's not that long drag into the left hand uh, where uh, Dan Martin crashes. The right hand. Uh, left hand. It's a oh. left hander. But okay. it's it's a different finish now. It's actually in Liège itself rather than in a suburb of Liège. The actual finish. So I think there's more of a uh, longer um, drag into into the finish after the climb. Yeah, I don't know. I think I don't know how different the course is at all. They might not even be going up that hill. I'm, I've no idea. Huh. That seems that seems almost criminal. Because it feels like that's always been the 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 finish of Liege. I think it's just been like that for the like the last ten years. Okay. Because I guess ASO made a deal with that suburb or whatever okay. to to host mm. the finish there. Well, Whereas I, it traditionally used to finish in Liege. Shows itself. my lack of historical perspective because yeah. I always thought that that was you know the sort of definitive Liege climb and finish. So what we have next is Flesh Wallone on Wednesday. Yes. And then Liege on Sunday, and that's yep. going to finish up the classic season. Yeah, uh, and then it's the Giro, and then it's the Giro and Tour of California. Uh, so Flesh on Wednesday has been won by Belverde five times, five times in a row. Mm, I don't know if it's in a row, but five times at yeah. least four times in a row. Alaphilippe won last year. Yeah, uh, interesting to see if he finds any form. I'm curious to see if you guys have him on your fantasy squad. I picked him up. For Amstel Gold, and that was a mistake. Valverde, yeah. Well, uh, you've still got him for for Wednesday, and I would keep I him. If I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But we should talk about fantasy in a bit. But I do want mm. to get to the women's Amstel Gold race. Yep. Which, yeah. Once again, so Flow Bikes has the women's race on first, and then the men's race. Awesome. We've got coverage. We get to see it. Yep. We've learned that Flesh and Liege will not have. Uh, broadcast women's races will they do the thing where they just like cut to a shot of the women coming into the across the finish line so i don't thing, think so done before with liege yeah it's pretty terrible it's a AS, they're both aso races yeah. so aso can suck it yeah that's a bummer but so let's get to the amsler race so i mean i think we only had like 16 k to, k to go is when it when it turned on uh you know once again a small select group of uh, all all the big hitters and 
they they actually finished on the Coburg. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. gonna say I I really like the finish of the women's race a bit better I think than the finish of the men's race. They climb the Coburg and then it's uh, then yeah. there's about a one one to one and a half k sort of flat down yeah. that down that finishing drag that the men turn into yeah. after the after the top of the Coburg. So they I mean the men obviously climb the Coburg and over the course of the race. Um, and they do the finishing circuit that the women do, but right. the women finish on that uh, on that abbreviated. And they, uh, yeah, they changed it. the men's race last year. I think it was but the year before that. It used to they used to have exactly the same yeah. finish. Yeah. So I, and I like that because it allows for a finish like what we had in the women's race. Which if you if I I'll summarize it quickly if I can. I mean, it, as out of that select group of hitters that you described, Bodie. Uh, it was Kashinuadoma who just put in a monster attack. Yeah, brutal. Uh, about smashed uh, it. Uh, you know about uh, the bottom. Two hundred meters. Yeah, two hundred meters Kalberg, from the right. bottom of the Kalberg. She just went, and she went hard, and literally no one could come with her. Yep. Mariana Voss made a made a go at it. <sighs> dropped uh, her. And 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 she dropped her. Uh, Annemiek van Vluten. Annemiek mm-hmm. van Vluten was the only was one. The only who, one who was. She didn't go with her. She no. didn't. She didn't bridge to the to the to the move. Uh, uh, she just dieseled it up the climb. Yeah. And 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 then time trialed her way toward her rear wheel. Um, not you know if the race had been another two hundred k. Excuse me, another two hundred meters. Yeah. Uh, longer, she might have caught her. It, yeah. it was real close at the end. Uh, but New Adoma had timed it perfectly and had just enough to bury herself and and make it to the line. I just thought it was a phenomenal individual effort. It was so exciting and and just kind of you know just really powerful to watch her you know ride that way and then make the move stick. Uh, kudos to her. She was super thrilled, obviously, as anyone would be with that with the victory. Um, and and uh, I don't know. What do you guys have any other thoughts about the about the race? Oh, I mean, standout performance from a really um, first think, big win in a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's um, yeah, and and the team haven't had a great uh, haven't really had a great spring classic season overall, uh, and so this was uh, this was really really uh, superb for them. Yeah, um, she and you know she's. Yeah, she's been. She attacks a lot. She's someone who seems to kind of just yeah. go all in on these moves and doesn't really save, and and they don't often pay off. But this time it really did. And and uh, she was, she said at the end of her interview, she's like, yeah, like this is how I race, and I'm live by the sword, die by the sword. Like this is how I'm gonna win. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna lose a lot this way, and and it was really great. But yeah, AVV was coming in super hot, and and that that was what was so cool that it was similar to La Course where. Um, Annemiek Van Vluten tracked down was at Vanderbragen yeah. from a long way out and I, just got at the line. You thought, holy crap, that might happen again, but it didn't. Yeah. Um, so Canyon goes two for two. Yeah. At Amstel Gold. Big, big, big day for Canyon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hell of a day for a sponsor. Is Vanderpool on Shimano or SRAM? Shimano. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, Neodoma's on SRAM. Yeah. Okay. Tried to match the panache of the guru. Trash! Got a bedazzle, so my outfit's tight. When it comes to panache, I can't be beat. Trash! Get in the bed. 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 Get in the b
So I like the way, guys, the uh, the, the uh, Canyon teams uh, have the uh, Canyon written around the sleeve cap of their right sleeve, maybe on both their sleeves, but it actually, from mm-hmm. a distance, just kind of looks like some some um, intermittent striping, but if you look at it closely, it's, uh, you know, written Canyon around there. Very nice. Vanderpoel had that. Kasia Nuadoma had it on her kit. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking uh, of Vanderpoel, trash or panache the white shorts. I mean, uh, how, how can you trash it? How can you trash it when the guy wins the way he wins? Well, I mean, after after Flanders, um, you know, we were thinking that's that's why he crashed was because of the white shorts. Um, but then he just came back and panached them. So um, yeah, I think we're all going to get white so bibs now, right? Die by the white shorts, win by the white shorts. That's huh? right. Yeah. Um, bold, bold move. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, it's hard to really trash uh, the white kit, but I mean, Vanderpool looks good in it. I mean, it doesn't look bad on him. I mean, it's not the most. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll punish it. Given so, the choice, I would not go with them. But but he changed for the podium. Well, I was going to say, what do you think <laughs> about that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. That seems has some special podium bibs on. Yeah, different, different. Maybe he only has that one white. Bib skin I mean, suit. He, they only made one. He did lay on the ground in a white kit after the race. Yeah, mm. maybe got a little dirty. Maybe didn't want to yeah. go up onto the podium with you know brown shorts. I did notice in in um, in Amstel they did the podiums uh, correctly. Well, they did the podiums correctly. Yes, <laughs> yeah. uh, but they also did them close enough to the end of the race that I, I noticed <laughs> that that two of the women on the podium, including Kashi Nuadoma. Still wearing their uh, cleats. Still wearing their road shoes. Didn't even, didn't even take their shoes off and put on their little podium sneakers. Uh, hmm. Mariana Voss did. Uh, did she finish third? Uh, Voss, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Third. And yep. you notice, uh, the one thing that did screw up on the podium, did you notice they did not give Mariana Voss her flowers? Mm. They didn't. Uh, they also, the flower gentleman had varsity jackets. Oh, really? Did, I, didn't, was, I didn't notice that, yeah. It, didn't know that was well, a wait, did Dutch you see style. The, did you see that the race stewards had on black suits with black vests and orange ties? Oh, okay. Quite a they they really they went all out at this race to sort of you know it's the only Dutch yeah classic yeah. race. It's right? the only Dutch one day world tour race. That's right. So they had they went all out. Yeah, no, so yeah. I appreciate they, how much know. the uh, Dutch are into it. So okay, we're still in trash. And everybody got a nice rattler. To, to sip on at the end of the race. So it, it was a Rattler. They weren't drinking Amstel Gold. No, but I guess Amstel Gold makes Rattler a Rattler. And because uh, that, that was what was on the um, race director's car. It said Rattler on the top. Oh, that's and they true. Were, it looked like uh, Rattlers was what they were drinking. I did notice that they the at least the men got a pint of beer mm. and Vanderpool chugged his pint. They all chugged it. Yeah. Finished it. And the, the, the race director guy like offered him a second. He was like, no. <laughs> yeah. He switched to champagne after that. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna panache panache the white shorts. Okay. Uh, for for uh, Vanderpool, mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and panache the varsity jackets and Ooh. the black three piece suit with the orange tie for the for the race stewards as yeah. well. Um, I'm gonna just I'm gonna panache everything about Amstel Gold this year. Well, everything. Oh gosh, you're gonna tell me. Give me, give me, give me something that I'm not gonna panache, man. Uh, how about Anna Van der Breggen's World Championship kit? Uh, I'm gonna trash that. Ooh. I, 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 I forgot we had that on the agenda. Yeah. So Bowles Domans is in all pink. Yep. 
And we were like, I was a hundred percent for this. It's a great it causes you know breast cancer awareness. They go all pink for the kits. Love pink in the kits. They it doesn't look good. Pink pink bikes. Mm-hmm. So two different shades of pink. Yeah, though, right. So they yeah. go with this sort of like bright pink on the bike, and mm-hmm. then this kind of Pepto Bismol pink for the jersey. Um, and then there was the so Pepto Dolmans. Yeah, Pepto Bolmans. Jersey and bibs, right? Pink. Jersey and bibs, except that the the, the privacy part of the bibs were, were still black. So yeah. it's a little too much, little too much black in the in the bib. And I'm, then, yeah. I'm fine with black in the privacy area. Yeah, I'm That's okay fine. with that. I'm fine with that. Um, but what I'm not fine with, you can't is messing make, with the world no, champion. You can't kit. have a you can't have rainbow stripes on a on a color. So field. all no. right, so this is for breast cancer awareness. She's not going to wear it all year. What would you do if she was going to wear a pinkish kit? But also respect the world championships, right? Townsend. Okay. <laughs> yes, Townsend. Pink shoulders. Okay, kind of like Raglan. What, yeah, white body, pink shoulders. If you're going to put any pink at all on the top, otherwise, pink, pink bibs, bibs, white jersey. The only no, I wouldn't. I would not. No, I would say <laughs> white jersey, black bibs. Uh, you can only have pink accents, pink shoes, pink helmet, pink gloves, pink sunglasses. That's it. What I like that. Pink yeah. sleeve caps? Just a little pink no. on the sleeve? No, because you got to have rainbow stripes on the on the sleeve caps. Well, no, because you're... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Wait, you still have rainbow bands on the sleeve caps as you're well. A, you're a real purist. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. You do not mess with the rainbow. Pink helmet? Yeah. Pink helmet's fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I agree, though. That was, that was offensive to me to <laughs> see that. And not even <laughs> from the perspective of a purist. It just, it just doesn't look good good it just doesn't it sullied their whole message yeah as far as i'm concerned yeah so definite definite trash uh on that aspect of of amstel gold um Mm. oh um other trash or panache direct energy Mm -hmm. are now total direct energy direct total direct fdj energy fdj energy yeah, I don't think there's any FD in there, but uh, no, but it, it looks just like the, the FDJ kit. kit. It's got a yes, it's blue. It's got the total blue, white, and red going on. What do we think? Uh, snooze fest. Yeah, it's kind Trash. of a snooze fest. Mm. I, you know, For, I I panache their old kit, so yeah, I'm trashing a new one. Yeah, too, too big of a departure, I think maybe, uh, and and too similar to the FDJ kit. I think maybe if there hadn't been another. Sort of red, white, and blue. I like it. I like this. I like sort of dark blue, light blue, and red together in, in a kit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nothing distinctive about it. I think the the old Direct Energy was far more far more distinctive. Um, if that was the new FDJ kit, yeah, I'd, it would have been an improvement. It. Yeah, I'd panache yeah, it. Absolutely. But it's not the new FDJ kit. It's the new. Uh, speaking Direct of energy. FDJ kits, though, did you notice in the women's race, uh, the uh, Amelia Fallen, the Swedish champion, rocking her FDJ Swedish champs blue and yellow kit? Yeah, she uh, was in the lead group there for a good long while, too. Yeah, and that was an awesome, like, no sponsor logos or anything. It was just all blue with the with the yellow uh, cross on it. You know who's got a good national kit is uh, Ashley Moolman Passio, her CCC South... Mm-hmm. African yep. national champ kids. Good, good looking. Did yep. look panache that. Um, tough, so, finish, tough finish in Amstel Gold for her. So she rolled her tubular in the sprint. 
she was digging so hard and sprinting so hard she uh she just out sprinted her tire yeah crazy sucks went down pretty hard she was having a great race too yeah yeah she ran across the line though she finished the race nice that's good cross cross uh, cross style All right, well, guys, let's let's put uh, Amstel Gold to bed. Yep. Mm. But let's move, let's stick with a little more fantasy stuff. Sorry, a little more classic stuff, and get to our Bellow Games Fantasy League. Mm. Um, you know what we haven't talked about this year uh, is the the main spring classics league, the mm. the nine man squad. That's, that's uh, yeah. So let's, let's 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 look at the leaderboard uh, there. Wait. Guys, I thought we gave up on that league. I haven't been doing anything with that league. Well, oh, really? I was. Well, it's actually it's not as bad because you do get a selected team every, every week. week. Yeah, it's but I haven't changed my team and and you know. Well, you have a team. You might as well change it. Well, it, yeah, I just I just stopped doing it because it's too much. It's too much to think about. I've been, you know. Well, don't worry. You're just below me. Um, we are oh, holding yeah. down fifth and sixth place. Wow! Uh, surprise, surprise! Matt is winning that league. Matt, uh, are you are you changing your team every race? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Good. Um, well, have fun with that, uh, Jeremy Brown. I, I find hold- that that's the best way to actually win. Yeah. I, again, I thought that we had put the kibosh on this league, that we'd shut it down, and we were no longer playing the nine-man game. Well, I thought that we had a lot of people who are hopefully friends of the pod who signed up for our league, and a yeah. lot, I mean like seven. Um, so I thought we would give them a little bit of shout-out. So I'm going to give a shout-out to Jeremy Brown, uh, who's yeah. holding down second place. Yeah. And Another Merch, strong performance by him. Yeah. Merch holding down uh, third. And uh, George Morse, our uh, northern friend, in fourth. Snapping at his heels there, snapping at the uh, snapping at the podium. Let's there. just look at let's look at Amsel Gold and see who won that race. Jeremy, who crushed it? Yeah, uh, beat you, Matt. Let's yeah. see who Jeremy had. Ala Philippe, mm. Vanderpool, of course. Lambrek. Yeah, good choice. Good choice. Fifth was he? Fifth or sixth? Who was that? Don't know him. Uh, Langret, uh, Lotto Sudal. Yeah, good right. choice. Yeah. All right, lucky pick. Mm. Um, interesting. All right. Well, okay. Let's go to the let's go to the classic squad. Let's check out that the, league. This the real is league. The the twelve man league. The real league. Guys, you remember the days when we'd have twenty five people in I our know. spring classics league? Yeah, we're gonna have to do something. Next that was year before really... we started a podcast. Have we run all these guys away by doing this every week? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe don't know. they're intimidated by our expertise. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> surprise, surprise. Matt is still winning that league. Oh yeah, look at that. Um, I'm in second. Mm. Oh, look who's in third now. Townsend, moving on up. I had a huge Amstel Gold finish. All right, all right. Let's pull up the Amstel Gold yeah. leaderboard. Um, Townsend, 880. You Eight. were like 14th out of... 24th overall in the entire league out of, nice. the, out of the 2,000 well, who people. Did you have? Who did well done, you have? Who did you have? Well, I had Vanderpool. I had Alaphilippe. I had Kwiatkowski. Okay. Uh, I had... Uh, well, I had one, two, and three. I had the, they had the entire podium. You had oh, no, excuse me. I did not have the entire podium because I didn't have Simon Clark. I had full sang. Full sang, yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a big one. And then yeah. I had a bunch of EF guys and that all got me uh, 20, 20 assists. <laughs> yeah, you points. had three EF guys, but just the wrong one. <laughs> the wrong one. Yeah. Um, Shockman was a was a, a good pickup by you as oh, well. Yeah. yeah. I see you also have Warbass. I also had him. Yeah. I think I repicked him up. I'm keeping him too. He's racing. <laughs> is he? I think he's racing. Yeah, he's, he's and, racing and uh, Flesh. Yep. 
You should. Right. He is. Well, all right. So we've got two more races to track down mm. Matt. You've got, um, Bodie, you are, you're only 740 points behind me right now. So, uh, And I only have one trade left. So, And Liege is a monument, so they're double, double points, points available. Double points for Liege. You could, I you have could pull four it back. transfers remaining. Oh, okay. This could be, yeah, you got to pick them wisely. Hmm. I've got Woods. I feel like I should keep Woods. But I got to drop Vanderpool, Van Aert. Do you, God, do you tell you, EF, EF really had, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm drifting back here to Amstel no, Gold. But EF, I mean, because Woods was, Woods was in a move in, in they Amstel had, for they a They had bit. four men in that main yeah. final yeah. Betty All was there. Yep. Simon Clark was there. Yep. Woods was there. And um, was it Craddock or was it Owen? I think or, it was Owen. No, they had Lawson. No, it was Craddock. Lawson Craddock. They had oh, Lawson, Lawson Craddock, Craddock driving driving the front of the bunch. Because I made a note about Lawson Craddock. Kind of crazy that you can see Lawson Craddock at the front of a world tour podium, and then you can go to the driveway in Austin and mm. race against him. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes beat him. Is yeah. he the next Nate Brown? Should we, uh, we should get in touch with our friend Zach Thomas and see <laughs> if... Uh, if he's the next No, next I Nate think Lawson Craddock was the next Nate Brown before Nate Brown was the next <laughs> Nate Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lawson Craddock, <coughs> Lawson Craddock was on uh, Sunweb when there was that documentary about them. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, anyway. All right. So, yeah. So, classics. It's an amazing time of year. Mm. We're having so much fun. Uh, I just love, I mean, I'll just say it every day. I love this time of year. We got a race on Wednesday and a race on Sunday. And then we can take a break mm-hmm. and uh, get ready for Tour of California. And, and the rest of USA Crits. Yeah, and, and Giro <laughs> d'Italia. Uh, I, haven't, I don't even know who's stage racing. One of the Yates brothers is probably winning a race. Um, is Sky still around? There's a Tour of the Alps going Sky on right today. Now. Yeah, Tour of the Alps is happening. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Tour of the Alps. Uh, Teo Gagan Hart got his first ever uh, professional win. Um Sprint out sprinting uh, the likes of Nibali and uh, and such. Teo Gagenhart is from Hackney, East London. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, twenty four years old. Um, we've seen him doing work for Benal. Um, got a got a nice chance to get himself a stage win today. So he's a uh, accomplished time trialist. Am I not? Pretty good time trialist. Yep. Well, we saw him doing a lot of work in Tour of California. He's also yeah. former podiumed at the Junior Paris Roubaix. Is he is he going to be going to the Tour of California this year? Uh, good question. Yeah, I wonder who Sky is sending to Tour. Well, of California. he might be going. He might be going to the Giro with Bernal. Seems they, say, they were at well. Bernal. They were at the Giro, the Tour of California last year. And now right. they've stepped up. They're mm-hmm. going up. So who on the B squad? Um, who is the other Colombian? Oh, uh, Rodriguez. No, uh, not Rodriguez. Um, For Sky, yeah. yeah, Sosa, Sosa, Sammy, and uh, and the other Haynau. <laughs> They've got. They yeah. still. Uh, they still have him, huh? They still got okay. the other hey now. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sebastian hey now. <clears throat> yes. Well, guys, um, let's come over to the states. Mm. Not a lot. Well, there. Yeah, I don't know. Just wanted to briefly touch on the mission crit that happened uh, this weekend. Yeah. My old you, neighborhood, right there. You, you lived in. You I lived used to in live it? like two blocks from so, before uh, it was gentrified. F- fixed gear crit. Yeah, I thought it actually was a road and fixed. This is the sixth year they've been done. They've done it. Um, was sort of on that Red Hook crit scene tour, and now that there's no Red Hook, I think that it 
even more takes up some of that uh, spotlight. Following along our uh, friend Sammy Runnels, who uh, stepped into her first fixed gear race in 11 months. Mm-hmm. I think she said it was a lot of fun. I think she got a top 10, but uh, on her Instagram story, said that she hadn't really, you know, it's kind of hard to jump back into fixed gear racing when you're not been out of it. Yep. Um, but pretty, pretty cool little scene and really interesting course that I sent you guys. Yeah. Had a, had a little, had a really sharp 180 in it. Sort of course double back on itself at one point. Yeah. And, and I, this is when I didn't, I thought it was a a regular road crit. Mm. And then once I saw it was a fixed gear crit, I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Red hook has those kind of crazy courses, which seem to keep the top speeds lower because you've you know you don't have any brakes so you're you're braking with your legs and well kinda... you can't pedal through a corner you can't pedal through a 180 super fast on a fixed gear no. bike yeah. yeah right so it was still a fairly I I saw some of the footage of that 180 because there was a lot of people were um, actually filming at that spot and uh, I mean it's still like you know a good two to three lanes either side so it was pretty it was still fairly wide. Yeah. to get around it wasn't it wasn't like a really no 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 it was thing. no it was definitely it was yeah it was like <laughs> probably as wide as our upcoming 180 in the fed city crit so yeah. mm. but interesting i mean i guess they shut the streets down in that part of san francisco and yeah. that's not that's not a deserted part of town no by no means yeah that can't yeah. and it's also i guess chrome has stepped up and sort of created a series where mm. essentially you can just enter the series and they take your results from this race, uh, I believe, like their hill climb, the Red Bull hill climb, and a, and a few other races, and, and then award prizes, which I think is kind of a cool format where you just really pick off results. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we've kind of talked about doing that with some... We actually essentially did it with a, that Gravel series. Um, yeah. I think it's kind of a cool thing to do. I also think it's, what's interesting about the, these unsanctioned fixture races is the, the qualifier format, because mm-hmm. there is no categories. So you're just, it is essentially, it's weird. It's like almost, it's like, it's an interesting substitute for, for categories because the qualifier format allows maybe, you know, if you're probably pretty slow, you'll race once. If you're somewhere in the middle, you might race twice. And then if you're like really fast, you, you know, it depends on how many qualifiers you race three times and it just, I don't know, just kind of, I would just, you know, we're always thinking about how bike racing is evolving. I'm just wondering if that's something we work into a road race at some point or might be interesting to do like with a crit i mean you know it's like athens has that coming up actually like you win your category race Mm -hmm. you then qualify for the amateur finals which throws in the amateur winners top five top ten from cat four three two masters juniors women's um, yeah yeah sort well, of largely mixed field yeah and in, in fairness so I, I think in athens they 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 did that because they just didn't have the they just didn't have the time to run all of those races on the downtown main course yeah no that's mm-hmm. also true right that's so they had to, they had to come to a secondary location to do some of the some of the lesser races so you know look it's kind of interesting that you know we talk about the health of bike racing and the numbers and so on and so forth it's great that a race like athens has you know too many people showing up at it where they have to actually have a second venue where they do some of the some of the lower categorized races yeah it's a nice uh, problem they have have. so many yeah exactly yeah so well speaking of athens i mean that's coming up this week yep usa crits resumes with athens it's athens is also part of speed week which starts on thursday night in friday saturday sunday friday saturday Mm. sunday wednesday like i said 
<laughs> Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or yeah. Saturday, Sunday. So Friday yeah. is Spartanburg, I believe so. Yeah, and then Saturday is Athens. Yep. And then Sunday what's Sunday? Commerce. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. Mm. There's I don't I don't know all the names. Savannah, I think. Maybe. Mm. Okay. So that our friends uh, at Automatic Racing will be doing Speed Week. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd, man, I really wish I could go. <laughs> that would be fun. Maybe next year we go. Well, I mean, look. Let's here, just hit the road next year. Yeah. I, look, I'm I'm all in on that. At some point, you have to make the decision, are you going to be a race spectator? Or are you going to mm. be a racer? And sometimes you can't do both. All I mean, right. I suppose we could ju- we could go oh. do, race some of the lower believe categorized you, believe races. Believe you me, I races. know that. Yeah. Um, uh, we've got a race I'm, coming I'm up this Sunday very, here in town. Very good. I'm very good at spectating races. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I think that's my that's that's where my real expertise Well, I hope lies. to see you out on Sunday at the I actually don't know the actual name of the race we're doing. I think it's Sunday. called the West Bank Speed Festival. Mm. Okay. It's at the uh, New Orleans N O B C Nola Motorsports uh race. Yeah. And uh yeah, Bodie, you and I are both registered for the three-four race. Nice. Uh, you're also registered for the one-two-three race. Mm-hmm. I'm also registered for the four-five race. We've got, I think, a decent number of guys from the Urban South Racing team. They're going to show up, and we're going to be racing in our new kits. Yeah. Uh, so, do we trash or panache the new kits? I'm panaching the new kits. <laughs> <laughs> Total panache. They look really good. Yeah, they do look good, Matt. I think you and I, um, our, our, our idea of of just picking a color Mm. and having the color speak for the kit as opposed to trying to throw a bunch of designy stuff on there yeah really work this year they're super sharp um they're very distinctive looking it's Mm. a it's a very nice bright beautiful shade of blue yeah i saw you guys uh you know uh, you launched it at the club ride on saturday and a bunch of bunch of you were out there uh I was out of town, you know, but I was I was a little bit jealous that I wasn't there uh, to uh, to be yeah, there sporting it with you. You missed the club by the launch, uh, but but also on Sunday I I launched the new black jersey. Okay, mm. I didn't really launch it; I wore it. Yeah, as an excuse to wear our. Are we calling that that that's the new? That's the stealth club kit. The club stealth yeah. club, club kit. kit, and then the white <laughs> is essentially STC. That's the I 4.0, guess you can... 5.0? Uh, yeah, at this point, 5.0. Yeah. yeah. So, because I wore it to the Cannonball Mash. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I wore my uh, white STCC kit, and you're drinking one of those delicious-looking... Uh, mm. Slightly cu- reminiscent of the those, white kit. And that's, that was the inspiration, really, for the color palette what? of the new club kit. Yeah. Damn, how did I not even I, pick up on that? I did that just for you, Bodie. This is my favorite beer. Yeah. Wow. Did you, did you get that kit, Bodie? I did. You got the white kit too? I did, yeah. Wow. I actually bought the white jersey. I think it looks really, it really It looks great with those bibs. Yeah. I got to say that just making black, black bibs that can go with the team, the club jersey. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Panache. that was my I think that was my idea. God, I, feel, I feel like... Black bibs, you've always... I feel like black bibs, Vanderpoel, tubeless, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Matt, done, we missed you. We I'm missed done with you, you guys. We missed you last week when we spoke about tubeless. Um, so let's quickly talk about Cannonball Mash. Uh, that was <laughs> Cannonball Mash number six. Number uh, seven. Number seven. Yeah. The unsanctioned race from the fly in uh, on the riverfront to the Legionsfield traffic circle 
at the lakefront there and back as fast as you can go mm. they call it an alley cat but i guess it's not it doesn't follow a typical alley cat format um yeah we'll just call it a mash yeah cannonball run cannonball mash yeah, yeah. um won this year by dan swan <sighs> man who, lit it up yeah almost uh, broke 50 minutes which I guess that's the fun part about doing a race over the same course is you have times to compare to. So I know a lot of them guys are all um, super excited about uh, looking at times and looking how fast mm. they're going. And yeah, you you all are crushing it. I did not do it. I hung out at the finish and watched you all come in. And that was pretty cool. And Jeff yeah. Funtowns, I had a blast. Um, I mean, a few things. You know, a like you know, I'm an older guy and hanging out with a lot of these younger kids. I really appreciate. One of the things I really appreciate about cycling, I should say, um, is the is the camaraderie, the acceptance, the welcoming, the mixing of different people. Um, I, I love hanging out with those with those guys. Um, these are people that I wouldn't be hanging out with if I didn't ride bikes with them. Yeah. Um, and because I do ride bikes with them, I hang out with them, and I hang out with them a lot. And they're super rad guys, and they're half my age. And they're doing lots of shit that I don't do anymore, and um, they're all we're all just out there raising hell together, and it's awesome. And I really appreciate um, Taylor Mills who throws the race, and and all of his Nola Fix crew. I really appreciate you guys welcoming an old roadie uh, into the fold and giving me lots of high fives and back pats, and 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 being genuinely happy. It seems being genuinely happy that I showed up to do your race. So I, I really so. appreciate oh, that. Of course, I think so. Uh, and also, they had a 5K race this year. Did you see that? Did you? I missed. Did that. a road race? Yeah. A running race? Yeah. A, a, a foot race? Yes. A running shoes race. <laughs> Uh, that I think only three people participated, and it was the inaugural race this year. Uh, Elliot Peterson. Wait, he did? He won it. Yeah. Nice. With a with a just a, a crushing time. I think he, you know, just blew the doors off. Apparently he's a runner. Yeah, well, look at him. he's a runner. Yeah. yeah. And uh and then Greta and uh Abby uh Sietas. Cool. Well, I think that's uh, I think that's a fun That was your podium. way to uh put it, you know, to add another event into it and make more of a more of an event. So Yeah, and 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 look, I, I will point this out, I'll say this and then shout out to Greta. Um at when they did the podiums, she made a point of saying, um, just as a little public service announcement, she said, you know, running is really good for cyclists because it helps uh, develop bone density that yeah. you don't get yeah. when you're cycling because it's a, you know, there's non, uh, no impact in cycling, obviously. So mm. you get, you know, so she all said. about the no impact, though. Yeah. I like not having impacts. Yeah. 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 And then Speaking you get, of which, did your it, hips break. Speaking of which, were there any, uh, any, uh, did anybody have any uh, crashes? No, it? safe. It was all safe this year. Good. Um, so let me ask you this: Could we put on a running race at a cross race? Would runners want to run a cross course? Sure, like a, it's like a cross country, country course. Race. Yeah, a little more. Might get more people show up. But more of a trail running kind of race. Almost. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like a little more tight and not, and uh, it's not, you know, like some, well, some maybe you tight take, old turns. Maybe you take the Belgian gates out. <laughs> I don't see why. You should, it's a steeple. Ch- uh, yeah, uh, you could have the Belgian well, gates. Oh, come on. We don't, you put, certainly want we don't the, put Belgian gates in our courses. That's yeah. true. We don't do but, that. But um, you also, you still want to keep the barriers for a little steeple t- chase yeah, kind of action. Sure, right? of okay. course. Wow, look, yeah. at, look at us talking about running. Oh, my God. All right. We're getting old. We're changing. Uh, yeah, what about but, what about doing a 
Uh, have you seen in Finland what's really popular now is hobby horse? Uh, people go out with hobby horses, like, you know, little wooden horses and like kind of canter about with their hobby. You could have a hobby horse race as well. Oh, my God. You could do that. You could. You could do that. Um, guys, I think I think that's it. I think we uh, blew this episode apart. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think it's a good one. Uh, so Townsend. Oh boy, uh, this is uh, T Bone signing off uh, with my ultimate hot take of 2019. Matthew Vanderpool ends up racing for CCC. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. Oh. Damn, we're talking about it now, brother. All right. Well, okay. My hot take. Uh, this is Sergio signing off with my hot take. Matthew Vanderpool will hold. The road, the mountain, and the cyclocross world champions jerseys this year. Okay. Woo! Steaming. This is the Bodie Bodie saying, my hot take is that Matthew Vanderpool will stay with Crendon Circus as they're going to go world tour. Um, my other hot take is I'm kind of over Julian Alaphilippe's shtick of his yoga and his little back stretches, kind of over him. Um, and... Yeah, that's it. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, just email at yeah you ride at gmail.com and uh, have a good night.